Welcome to Intermission, a show about anything and everything band-related, proving that band is fun. My name's Kim Shuttlesworth. And I'm Riaz Muhammad. In today's episode of What Should I Play?, We'll talk about how we navigate programming for the school year and what we've learned over time that's worked for us. Okay. Uh, hello. Man. Uh, I'm an idiot back. and I just deleted half of our podcast that we just talked about. So. Let's do it again. Sure, why not? Hello, welcome back to another episode of Intermission, the week before spring break. Yes, it has been a very, 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 very long, long week. We've had lots of recording sessions in class, after school on stage, things like that. I almost tried to kill my boss this week. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should sue. We, <laughs> You can't. Why? Um, otherwise, I won't help you. Oh, okay. I won't do it then. <laughs> we were trying to set up the um, the sound shells at back at the back of the stage, and I was in a hurry to get them to the other side of the stage from the little. And I obviously wasn't in a hurry. St- stage closet, <laughs> and the wheel just goes right over your toe. Yeah, it was. But, listen, it's a gnarly bruise, but, but it's, it's not, not broken. broken. It's not broken. <laughs> On my on my uh, X-ray, my doctor writes, "You are so lucky." And my response was, "You aren't lucky. I'm lucky." <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So um, that's what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, that's been our our break. We're ready. The kids are ready. We're ready for a break. But Absolutely. let's talk about today's episode of what should I play? How we navigate programming for the school year and what we've learned over time that works for us. Yeah, I mean, I think we can start with, you know, just talking about our concert cycles. Mm -hmm. So here um, we have our winter concert or fall concert. Then we do a midwinter, which is like late January, early February, our UIL concert, and then our spring concert into the marching band stuff that Mm -hmm. normally happens. Um, How many pieces do we go through a year? We talked about this. A lot, like 80 or 90. It's crazy, because there's so many bands. Uh, but listen, I love that we play a lot of pieces. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, each kid, like, I was counting this the other day. I think with my non-varsity band last year, I played 23 different pieces. So mm-hmm. that band of, like, 55 kids got exposure to 23 different pr- pieces, which, as a high school student, like, that's that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's just a lot of literature. When, when do you go through... 23 24 books in english class right exactly i mean you probably do and we just don't know that because we're not in school you you know anymore but um i think it's great and i want to give a shout out to our education foundation oh yes because um we wrote a grant to increase our library because our library is while it, it is somewhat large um it is large in terms of hey do you have this grade five um Piece, but it doesn't have a lot of stuff that's not on the PML. The depth isn't quite Yeah, the depth there. isn't yeah. there. Um, it does have a lot of good quality, but it doesn't have necessarily the quantity, the quantity the of quantity variety. of the quality. Right, yeah, yeah. or like, hey, you know, now we have seven concert bands and not everyone can play a grade five, you know, and you look at the grade four selections and there's, you know, there's 50 to choose from. Well, there's three bands that play grade four literature and 
and that's on top of our three different middle schools exactly and so finding variety so we appreciate what the cf foundation has done in order to allow us to have more modern works works that aren't on the list um, that we can do it if you're a new composer out there um, send us an email we'd love to play your pieces right we we are really trying to broaden not only our horizons but our students horizons and our community's horizons for the literature that is out there today especially in the terms of diversity whether it's like women uh, composers who are women or composers of color or even just new modern pieces yeah Um, let's talk about some pieces that um, well I like to help my my people program so quick Mm -hmm. story is uh, you know, sometimes, you know how we talk about pranking and having a great time. Sometimes. <laughs> well, most times, yeah. okay. Um, which, you know, I did I did prank you today, but that's okay. Um, we had, uh, you know, the first year that I was director of Bands at Bowie, I said, hey, let's all play like a medley. I don't know what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to play Les Mis. Let's just be really honest. And Stephen wanted to play, I don't know. Miracle on 34th Street knowing Steven. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Anyhow, and uh, Ryan's like, Ryan Thomas is like, listen, we snuck this piece in on Bruce because they went to RBC to spend a lot of money one day uh-huh. when it used to be called RBC, now it's J.W. Pepper, I guess. And um, they said, you know, he wouldn't let them have these medleys. And so while he wasn't looking, they'd sneak them in between, you know, Hendemith and, you know, something else is, you know, that's out there that, that he's trying to play. And, um, that it was still in the paper, like when I got it. But Amy went off to grad to her sister's graduation in California for a couple, like like three or four days, like she was gone. Oh, okay. Um, and so I took it upon myself <clears throat> to teach them an '80s pop medley. Did she want you? Absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> That's what I figured. She hated it. Actually, <laughs> she hated the songs in it. Had Cindy Lauper and. We are the champions. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, you name it, it had it. <clears throat> and so I purposely told the kids, listen, I have to teach this really fast. You're going to have to pay attention, you know. And um, they were like, okay. So I taught it. And then I said, listen, when she goes to, because she'd already picked a medley. Mm-hmm. But when she goes uh, to start, like, pull out the medley, they start playing the 80s thing. <laughs> and I was like looking in the window, like, hmm. it worked. <laughs> You know, and all I hear is her scream my name. (laughs) Mind you, it was like three or four days before the concert. There was no going back. She had no choice. She had no choice but to play it. Poor girl. She definitely on the concert was like, I went away and this is what Michelle's work did to my band. And I was like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Anyhow, um, that's fun. Let's talk about uh, what's important to base your selections on. Um, I mean, I think it's important to... Base, just base your selections on the people standing in front of you or sitting in front that of you. That year, maybe that, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the time, um, you know, you always want to think about what your kids can play versus where you want them to be at, let's say, at the end of UIL into spring, mm-hmm. which pushes into marching band, which mm-hmm. pushes into the fall. So, like, me as a young teacher, I try to think about everything being cyclical. So with our... <laughs> Cyclical is a word. I understand. Uh, <laughs> I just can't say it. Cyclical. So we'll do our we'll do our fall concert, and that's just kind of four weeks of okay. What can we play after marching man? Something big, fast, loud, because they just did that. Yeah. Um. So that'll make my life easy. <clears throat> Into the spring, I do kind of a reset. What do I want? I think about what do I want them to play at UIL. 
um, something technical, something lyrical, things like that. And so with our midwinter concert, early February, I try to pick something that kind of sets them up for that success later on going into UIL. I think about percussion a lot when I program. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite things to um, really dig into when it comes to programming. Um, I made the mistake my first year teaching high school, which was my second year teaching, um, I thought I picked this great program. And my percussion director at the time, Reed Paxton, looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I said, what are you talking about? What'd you program? Well, um, English Folk Song Suite. Okay, um, and it has like has, a bass drum, yeah, a crash marching, cymbal. Marching percussion. Yeah, basically, in, yeah. A, uh, 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 British March, that kind of thing. Uh, Luke's Arumke, which had... A symbol. Uh, suspended symbol. One measure, maybe? <laughs> well, you had to offer that a kid could hold it, and then another kid uh, could play so it. So two, yeah, four mm -hmm. sets of hands. Um, and a French march called Pas Redouble, which... Interesting. Was, was <laughs> you want me to tell the story? Yeah, I okay. want you to tell yeah, the story, yeah. because y'all are not going to believe what uh, this homie did. <laughs> this is year two teaching. Was on the phone with you, yeah, and said, "What should I play? I don't, I, I don't know how to program for these kids." Well, why don't you look at a pasa doble? He's mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, great idea. I'll look for a pasa doble." Name some pasa dobles, please. Uh, Lola Flores. Okay. Pepita Gruce. What's one of the most famous ones? Amparita Roca. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I go into our library. Great library, by the way. That's one of the. You're welcome. That's one of my favorite things about booing. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I looked through these marches, and I found this this march called Pabre Duble. <laughs> so I said, "What was it called?" Pabre Duble. It looked close enough to Pasadoble. <laughs> Were you just tired? <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> um, so we, when we initially talked, about maybe a month had gone by. Yeah. And I said, hey, can I send you some recordings? Uh, so because the last thing I left you with were what three options? Probably, I don't, I don't even remember. And Perita Roca? Yeah. It was way too easy for them, though. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Not, not Pas de Red Duble, for mm -hmm. sure. So I send off my recordings, and almost immediately, I get this phone call. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> That's not a pasa doble. <laughs> and my response was, I don't care. I liked it. <laughs> and you said, really? <laughs> don't you like it, though? Uh, it didn't matter if I liked it. <laughs> it's a great piece. You should program it. Just have a really great trumpet player. Yeah. Learn my lesson. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So now you always check check the composer of the march with him. I always have to double check what he's doing when I say, maybe you should Not do anymore. a French something. Or you could do a transcription march. It'll be fine. Yeah. Speaking of, what are you playing now? Oh, um, well, with my fourth band, I'm doing uh, Shanties by Robert Sheldon, um, Slavonic Dance Number 1. And Torch of Liberty, King's oh, Origin. That's a real good variety there. It is. It's, huh. it, it was I wonder well, if you were influenced by anyone. Well done. You're welcome. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, <laughs> and with my uh, non-varsity kids. Would you say that, sorry, would you say that's probably the hardest part for you to, to program, though? Because oh, for you've the younger, always. Yeah, so for the last, what, I've taught high school for the last seven years now. And... 
since year two teaching, um, I've taught non-varsity kids, high school non-varsity, with the occasional sub-non-C at mm-hmm. Bowie, um, but that was kind of prepping an even younger teacher, just kind of assisting there. Right. And here, I really got to dig my heels into teaching our fourth band with a second band. So programming for a younger, younger band is probably one of the trickier things for me. I think opening a school helped me do it. Yeah. Just because you had to be really creative. Sometimes your instrumentation's off, mm-hmm. levels of talent is off, things like that. But um, I love programming for other things, you know, for not just my group, but just listening to different varieties of stuff, which is yeah, good. Yeah, I notice, like, riding in the car with you, you always have some sort of ensemble right. music playing. It's not radio. Don't call up my nerdiness right now. No, it's fine, because, I mean, that's what I've started to do. Anytime I'm sitting at my desk by myself working, Something's in the background, just just so I can hear. And that, that also Are you saying that you're lonely at work? No, absolutely <laughs> not. There's too many people around here to leave me alone. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, I mean, but it also helps build exposure. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a piece comes up on YouTube that I haven't heard before. Just yeah. Just helps, helps with that kind of stuff. I'm fascinated with Ivan Trevino's Run to the Light right now. Oh, yeah, you sent that to me the other yeah. day. It's great. It's really good. What are you doing uh, for your top group? My top group. Um, <clears throat> the non-varsity band here is playing um, Entry March to the Boyers. Love it. Love You're it. welcome. Love it. Uh, Fantasies on a theme by Haydn. Not too many people are familiar with that, but it's a, it's a little older. I think you are way too young to like that piece. But that's the thing. Like our, The kids love it, too. Yeah. Hey, pull up Fantasy number three. Yes. And I don't. I don't know why. You sure you said yes after today? It's the day before spring break. Let them be. <laughs> today was just, what is it? What did I say? Today was a low expectations day. <laughs> Can we get to beginning to end? Check. <laughs> yes. And, uh, oh, uh, Dan's on number two. Mm. Got to get some Latin percussion going. There you go. At the back. And you got to relax a little bit, yeah. especially after that uh, yeah, the Haydn. And I, I think that's that sets up a really great contrast, too. I think so. Uh, what are you doing? <clears throat> oh, I love the program I'm doing right now. I would have never picked it three years ago. I would have said I can't do it. You are also in a very different place. I understand, but I think even if I was somewhere else, mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, so I'm doing Hell, the Spirit of Liberty, the Sousa. Got to love it. Yeah, I sing at all the time. It's kind of nerdy. Sorry. Um, and then a piece that I think isn't being played enough that is entirely cool <coughs> and worthy of the look is The Wild Goose by Ryan George. Ryan George turn, churns out some good quality stuff. Shout out to <coughs> 4 9 Music. Right, exactly. Like, I just, and obviously I've had a long relationship, working relationship with him, and mm-hmm. when he, I just, you can, you can feel it. Like, he writes so much emotion in his pieces and so much nuance Agreed. I enjoy. So uh, The Wild Goose, and then I'm going to end with uh, Pines of Rome, the Jacques Neff you, you transcription. <laughs> she says casually. <laughs> and I just, because I was working on Hell to the Spirit of Liberty uh-huh. and Wild Goose um, pretty much the last couple weeks. I haven't really... I passed out Pines of Rome because we did that midwinter. I didn't have it. I didn't do it. Yeah. They or just the Wild it. They, they, they just mm. got it um, like <clears throat> right after uh, TMEA. But I didn't work on it really. Yeah, yeah. 
I just kind of went through it. I worked on it in some sectionals a little bit. And then today I was like, hey, let's run the whole thing. And they looked at me like I was – I warned them I was going to do it. I don't think they thought I was going to be serious. They thought you were crazy. Yeah, but I definitely ran it today. Um, How'd it go? You know, it started and it ended. And Fair everything enough. in between was negotiable. Low expectations. No, I, was, I will say <laughs> – I will say that – we have not done it all the way through yet, nor have we worked on the transitions. And I was like, let's just go with it, yeah. you know. Um, and they tried their best. I thought they did a nice job for it being the first time. That's good. So I'm excited about hearing that in a couple of weeks, what that's going to sound like. <laughs> I was telling I was telling you earlier, at, at, at the point where it becomes really, really good, I'm just going to sit in the middle of your ensemble and just feel my body shake. Just let it rattle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm doing something crazy that I'll probably told one of my mentors or mentors will probably tell me to not do it, but I'm using multiple triangles at the end. Go big or go home. I mean, you know, I just wanted to jingle shangle, you know, (laughs) don't ever say that again. (laughs) No, I just, you know, you know, I want every kid at the end to be a part of the experience Yeah. and not every percussionist is playing at the end. So I just gave them something to do. I may or may not have added another gong too. Go for it. Go big or go home. Just I get. I know yeah. they're gonna tell me to cut it, and I probably will. But for right now, let's just let them have a they moment. They can just hold the triangle lower. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Just play it a little softer. Yeah. You know, as we do it. Uh, um, what What about pieces that scare you? Oh, Ingoffdal Sinfonietta. Absolutely, so scared of it. When I it's heard Hebron play it for Honor Band last year, I was just like, I was fangirling like crazy, because how, I just. I don't know that I'm smart enough for that piece. I mean, I'm going to go on record and say this out loud. Um, I don't think there are very many people who don't fangirl over Hebron. <laughs> I thought you were going to try to tell, make me feel better about myself, but nope, you just oh, went straight to them. Uh, no, took left turn. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But I, that is one piece that I, I respect it so much that I, I don't think that I'm, like, wise enough to play it yet. Because I don't think I'm wise enough to teach it yet. Well, what's funny is I remember at Bowie, I was just really in, uh, really insistent on, you know, being the person that takes care of the library and just <clears throat> get, exposing myself to new pieces as a young teacher. And funnily enough, Ingolf Dahl, that, well, the Sinfonietta is still in the plastic. It was in the plastic um, when I started there. In our library, or in the Bowie library. Yeah. Bruce did not think the program was ready for it, and so he didn't want to unwrap it yet. And I looked at it every day that I was there and in that library copy room. Mm -hmm. I I left it sitting out on purpose to remind me, like, we have a journey to go. Like, we have to get there. Um, And so one day I feel like I might might do that for him. But uh, funny story. A Gene Festival Overture, I really love that piece, but it has so many time changes. Very quickly, you know, um, it's kind of funny about how we do things, and that that's a piece that scares a lot of people. Well, it scared the living daylights out of the Bowie kids in 2010 <laughs> because he tried to program it for um, the Wibbick. Yeah. And um, he turned on the quarter note pulse on the McAdams, you know. How with it had all the, little, the time signature changes. Yeah, you know, with all the time signature changes. All the compound time signature yeah. changes, you know. And um, got so mad at them, and they didn't understand. And he's like, they should understand how where the eighth note is, no, regardless. If, With the quarter note on? You know what I really think is I don't think he realized he could do he the turned. compound time. 
on the because he was not like technology friendly. And so I that the year he passed, the the date I was supposed to go to concert was his birthday. I'm sure that was tough. It was very tough, but I wanted to do something to honor him, mm-hmm. and he never got to do the Gene Festival with them. So I pulled it out, and the kids were like, absolutely not. We're not doing this. We can't count this. He told us we were stupid. You know, <laughs> and I was like, guys, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you one thing really fast. And I put the Mac Adams on the podium, and I turned on the eighth note. And I was like, eighth note gets the pulse right now. Let's just do it by eighth notes. And Good old, what, seven, four, seven, eight? All the things. If it, if it had an eight in it, it was there. <laughs> but anyhow, that, that's kind of mine. What about um, you? I mine would i mean there are a lot of pieces that scare me as a younger teacher but i think the story that i can tell is about lincolnshire posey um i think it was 20 spring 2017 uh, my boss at the time ryan thomas he 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 was starting to do the family thing you sound nervous as you say this uh because it scares me (laughs) (laughs) no it doesn't scare me now um no he he and his wife had a baby and she took paternity leave first, and then he went on maternity leave. And we knew that this would be his last semester at Bowie, and he was wanted to go do the middle school thing, which is totally fine. Uh, but since it would be his last UIL, he essentially wanted to go big or go home. So he picked Lincolnshire Posey, maybe March 1941, the Williams, um, and <clears throat> Firefly, another Ryan George tune. So lots of beefy literature. Uh, what I didn't realize at the time that this man is that this man would have gone on paternity leave for almost two months. So guess who had to teach Lincolnshire Posey as a second-year teacher for two months? I would have offered to babysit during his class. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put my big boy pants on. There you go. And, and tackled the thing. I mean, I was that that was a tough semester. I was doing nine sectionals between three concert bands and two full orchestras. I'd be at school every day until about 8 o'clock because after sectionals were over, um, I'd sit at my computer and there's this great YouTube recording of Fennell sitting in mm-hmm. front of, I think, the Navy band and just going through the entire piece. And I watched that almost every single day. And His I facial still, expressions yes, in that. Yeah. And I still, there, I, it's teaching class. I could not do it. I, no, I called you multiple times. And then all of a sudden, one day, Paulette Rainey <laughs> decides. I to, may have phoned a friend. <laughs> All at rainy. I just hear. <laughs> Kim called me. No, that that lady's awesome. Talk about somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, oh, she knows Lincoln Sharpo. She she sat there and held my hand and said, "No, this is how this goes. Nope, they're not. Nope, again. No, do this." And, and now you know why that, I am the way I am. Yeah, that in that moment of uncomfortability. For those two months, that was, I think, a really good growing experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would play that for a while, even if I had my own head job, um, <laughs> just because it kind of scarred me. That's not funny. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's so much literature out there right now that we can take the risk and the vulnerability of trying. It's just going to be a lot of fun to do it. I mean, yeah, it's just banned, right? It is just banned. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up a little bit here as we want to make sure that we get you on your way best advice go for um, it you, you do think, one i think uh my advice would be if you want to teach it the best you have to be the best which means you have to be invested in what you're doing which means at the end of the day you have to like it whether that's a grade two you're playing red giant 
or you're I playing. I think that piece is great. Oh, yeah, it's a great piece. It's one of the newer ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're playing Lincoln Trier Posey. You just have to um, feel the. In- you have to make sure that the kids are the ones who are really invested in it, even if you know you may not be because Red Giants the only thing that your kids can do, but you don't really like it. Or it's just you know you're a lot of people get that they just got out of college and they've played all this level six mm, stuff yes. and now they're going into like a grade point five, but there is, there is joy and there is teaching and there is investment in the basics. Yes. You know, I think my, even though it was only a year at middle school, watching Paulette and Verda make such great music. And it was as they were teaching it, like they would teach him a symphony. And they had taught him the symphony. Both of them had, you know, earlier in their careers. But they value it and they take it just as important as anything. I mean, I could say the same thing about Scott McAdoo teaching a varsity middle school band. You right. Know, he had done the high school thing for such a long time. And just watching him teach a grade two and three, three and four, mm-hmm. he was just as invested in it yeah. as he would be for a harder piece. Yeah, I think that's important. <laughs> and then I think from a growth standpoint of, of the students, obviously you want – to grow your ensembles, especially when they're supposed to go from, you know, non sub non to non to varsity, you know, the natural progression mm-hmm. that could happen, but also for yourself. And I think there's growth to be had. Like maybe it's your conducting, maybe it's your listening, your ear, maybe it, no matter the grade, there is always harmonics that you need to learn. Yeah. And I think that's important about what we do. Um, I mean, so don't be scared uh, to go out and try it. Uh, yeah, again, everything is cyclical. Uh, the kids. I think you're just using that word because you know I can't say it. Probably say it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Every, <laughs> everything goes into the to, into the next thing. Um, even you know, even you, if you're uncomfortable about something, but you know your kids can mm-hmm. do it, pick it. Just do it. Right. And that'll help you be a better teacher next year. Do the same thing. Pick I was it. really scared to do Pines of Rome. Yeah, that's me with fantasies right yeah. now. Right now, I kind of, I was, I was telling you, and I'll, I'll put, I'll go on the record and say, right now, I really hate my job in the sense of like we're in the weeds, and we're we're in the weeds of the music, just trying to figure out, you know, how this is supposed to sound. How do you articulate this? And sometimes, you know, you put your blinders on, and you tend to get really lost in the piece, and that's that's a thing that's daunting. But with me, you know, if I press record and we take that recording. I the other day I did it. I had to take a step back and realize, oh, this is actually pretty decent. It's not as bad as I'm trying to make it seem. It's March. It's also March. Yeah. Do I need to take you out for more snacks to make you happier? I don't look at me. I don't need more snacks. Because <laughs> hate is such a very strong word. Okay, I dislike where I am in the process right now. Because it's it's, the, yeah. it's not the fun part. Sometimes. No, 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 no. Which brings me to the last advice: try to find fun as much as you can. Yeah. It's just band. Yeah. Even if it means that you find a shirt with your assistant director's face all over it, and so you put it on a kid and sit them in the middle of his rehearsal to let him see it. I think that on the last day of spring break, that was quite appropriate. (laughs) So that's my fun. Uh, That's true. So on that note. Thanks for listening. Bye.